everyone. Today we're going to talk to Pragya Kapoor, an actress and the founder of Ek Saath Foundation, who talks to us about waste hierarchy and how to minimize waste. We speak to her about a topic that is all very easy if we start practicing today, and it is something that can be practiced at home. Trash audit is a topic that I wanted to talk to you about because once I stumbled upon this YouTube video that said that everything this woman trashed was just a matter of fixing it in a jar. That video got me startled and it really got me to change the way I look at every single piece that I consume, whether it's clothes, shoes, bags, whether it is supplies, whether it is a simple um, ticket or a band that you wear uh, as as a ticket to a stadium or a museum or anywhere else. Everything that you're producing is trash and it is going to go to the landfills. Trash audit is a very very important aspect. to begin internalizing and understanding where to begin what can be your next step and how can you achieve a low waste life basis what's most sometimes easy sometimes not so easy to achieve trash audit because some stats will just shake you up on an average indian cities generate about 1.5 lakh tons of municipal solid waste every single day mind you we're talking of indian cities alone right i couldn't agree more with prankya when she says it was a reminder on how all of us must look into our trash cans and wonder how can we do better she went from having 70 kilos of trash every single month to 7 kilos of trash every month let's find out how she did it don't forget to listen till the very end of the episode because that's where she explains easy alternative solutions to achieve not zero but minimal waste living on being more sustainable and easy eliminations hey the waste no more quiz by hindustan unilever sbi and vikasa vijintio is live on our website now head over to kidstoppress.com participate in the quiz and the winner will be announced on our next episode by doing this you're in the inner circle of being a change maker now this is a topic that is really really close to our hearts and we are going to be bringing to you an interesting series of conversations on waste management and segregation featuring some truly inspirational personalities who are paving the way and owning the conversation this is going to be no fluff no faff it's going to be super super actionable because we need to invest in the future of our children we present to you the waste no more podcast a series of six curated conversations that intend to educate people on waste segregation and sustainable practices every time i tell people about sustainable practices they think it's going to be a long shot it's not sustainable to be sustainable but like i said This one is going to be super actionable and you are going to love it. So stay tuned till the very end because this is that one podcast series that you have been waiting that is going to really really change the way you will be leading your lives going forward. It's going to be a lot of mindful practices, just small changes. Brought to you in association with Hindustan Unilever, SBI Foundation and Zintio Vikasa. This series is part of the Waste No More initiative in South Mumbai that aims to build a circular end-to-end -end solution to plastic waste management.
Hi, my name is Monty and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you've always wanted to but didn't know who to ask. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy hours without them. So now grab your chai, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode. Hey Pragya, it's so nice to chat with you again. Thank you for having me, Mansi. So good to be back. It was that moment when I measured how much trash that we actually produce, and you know, when I get all these gifts and hampers, I'm like, plastic, kitna jara. You know, like, why couldn't they wrap this better, or uh, you know, uh, all of that? And I feel like, do you? And and you know, one of the first videos I saw on this was, you know, trash in a jar. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a and and that got me really. I think that's that's the one that hits you the hardest, right? Do you evaluate? Or do you do your trash audit? I did that initially when I started off because um, I I just wanted to understand that what is it you know how much are we actually using and what are we using what are we buying I had no idea yeah um, if I remember right I think I think I think the first month that I measured only my recyclable waste it had come up to some sixty or seventy kilos which is a lot wow. We are a family of four, but of course there is, you know, I have my house help and there are other people living here as well, but it's a lot. And I realized that once I started segregating my waste, because all of a sudden you had, you know, your wet waste going separately. My plastic was going separately, all your glass, paper, metal, everything was just going separately. And um, that's when I realized what we are actually buying. And that's when I realized, okay, this is what I can reduce on. This is what I have to, you know, find solutions for. And this, these are things that I can't you know, do anything about right now. And why, because of that trash audit, I managed to get my monthly waste down to seven kilos, my recyclable waste. So from 70 to seven, that was the... Uh, 70 dip- to seven, did you say Yeah. Seven? Wow. How did you do that? By just auditing my waste, just looking into my bin and saying, what am I throwing? That's all I did. I was like, all of the, I don't need to buy my vegetable wrapped in plastic. I don't need to buy my, uh, you know, groceries, uh, your dal, your chavals in, in plastic wrappers. In India, it's all available, uh, you know, khula. So then uh, I, I just shifted my way of buying, you know, everything that I would uh, buy, I would make sure that it came in paper initially. So then my plastic waste really reduced. But then my paper waste just increased because yeah. now all of a sudden I think some paper and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm doing something wrong. This is not working. Let right. me try again. And that's when I started using, uh, I mean, I, I spoke to my vegetable vendor and I told them that, you know what, uh, I'm going to give you some cloth bags and you use that for me. So whenever you're sending something to my house, use these. And whenever you give me, I'll give you fresh ones back. And we started that process. Um my chicken, which normally would come in, in you know, these plastic bags, uh, yeah. uh, that uh, I started sending steel dabas. So it would come in that. So doing these small changes, very easy changes, yeah, just reduced it so drastically. And then I realized, like, how you were talking about that little, that little jar that people are filling. And I'm like, it seems like it's a task and it seems very difficult to achieve, but it's actually not. 
We yeah. just have to be smart about it. It feels a little daunting that oh God, I will never ever be able to do that. I felt that at one point, but now I mean we we are a family of uh, uh, four people, and and our ways come down to so drastically, you know. And it's only because of these small measures that you take in your daily life, these small decisions that you make. That you know what? I am going to buy my vegetables without any wrappers. I am going to use my cloth bag. I'm not going to you know take. Uh, anything that is that has unnecessary packaging yeah i'm going to order less from the amazons of the world you know i'm going to ship make these small things i mean that's why i think brown living is also great right as a platform because it gives you that option to be plastic free right and you can reuse all those carton uh, carton boxes that come those can be re- reused and repurposed or recycled you can you know there's always a way to deal with that in a more uh, you know earth friendly manner Right. So, I know it feels daunting and it feels scary, but once you get started, you realize it's not. Yeah. yeah, and that that brings me to my next question, which is, you know, when you say segregation, you know, it just sounds like बहुत time लगने वाला है. Like you know, chuck it. I really care for it, but is it time consuming and is there a method to it? uh it might feel a little time consuming initially because not only do you have to change your behavior but you have to change your family's behavior as well right and as much as you can control yourself it's really tough to do that with other people and you know you will have yeah. to constantly correct them and you know get them used to making sure that they segregate their waste making sure that you know they are not throwing it in any bin or you know uh being irresponsible about it um but i feel once that pattern is set it's really simple you know it's it's just you know just i, I have three dustbins you choose depending on you know what it is yeah. you do it accordingly right so we have our wet waste we have one for dry waste and then we have one which can go to the uh, to the garbage truck if there's anything so that one uh, the last one normally is very less is barely anything that goes into that how do you manage uh... with the toys and you know how do you end up discarding them and understanding um, you know discard them without understanding what the end is where is this going to end up in like how do you how do you apportion that part of um, so that's also like it's been an been an evolution of its own of sort because i had a similar problem which you had which is you know you you have these huge birthday parties and everyone is giving you gifts and then you have you know wardrobes filled with only gifts and and you don't know what to do with it because yeah. you cannot even i mean you can't even take out the, the amount of gifts and give it to your child because of i mean it's just bad for your kids to just have like abundance of things and don't know what to use and how to use it just is just uh it's not something a, a parent would consciously do right so we normally just keep it away and with time one after the other we kept opening the gifts and by the time the 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 you know the cupboard was empty there was a birthday again and then again it got filled up right so i mean that was the pattern we had and i'm like just takes up so much space and you don't know what to do with it and at the same time now you have two kids so i have two birthday parties and there's a double amount where you need to yeah, yeah, just keep yeah. the toys right once i realized that this is just ridiculous and that's my point of view that's my opinion uh i stopped i told everyone that you know i don't want any gifts for my children you want to give anything you can either donate it to these ngos and you can give them but please don't 
uh, gift me anything. And I'm sorry, I will also not gift your child anything. Yeah. You know, we are gonna just plant some trees, and I'll inform you whenever we it's done, and and that's what we give. And I will not give any return gift because I just think, and th- these are my beliefs that when you have a exchange between children. which is about uh which is not an emotional exchange it's 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 an item that is being exchanged you are putting so much focus on who got what yeah and the feeling behind that rather than the emotional connect between two people like hey i've come for your birthday party it's about you it doesn't matter you know what toy i got or who got or what you gave me we are friends and that's why i'm here i'm i've come to celebrate you actually what's happening now is that my children they make their own toys so they'll you know find stuff sometime even out of the recycling bin and they'll make some toy and they use that and it just made them so much more crazy never pressure of a trending toy like the puppet or the pipes and all of that that's going on there's just never any pressure no there is there is lot of times what happens see they they have never been to toy stores so they know there is something like a toy store because they've seen it on television but since the age i mean since my my younger one has never been but my older one must have been till the age of 2 after they never been to a physical toy store so sometimes what happens is that they'll see something at a friend's house and they'll be yeah. like mama i really want that can you buy that for me and my first attempt is that you know what why don't you just go to that friend's house and play with it you don't need yeah. to right you if you really want to play with it you go and play with that friends and then you can share it and play over there and similarly there be certain toys that that friend might want to play with which you have so that is one way how i deal with it then sometimes when it goes really really like you know mama i really want this i need to have it and it's gone on for like a few months then i'm like okay you know what you really want this i'll get it for you and then it's my responsibility to make sure that it's disposed of properly whether it's the packaging or you know whenever the life is over for that toy because what happens with these toys they don't last really long right so then that becomes my responsibility and we i share that with my children and i tell them like you know what once this toy is not working anymore if it breaks this is how to you have to you know this is uh, this is how you have to uh, recycle it or you know tell me about ways you've disposed of toys So with to- uh, with toys, what we normally do is uh, any toy which is working, we give that uh, to either friends. Firstly, if there are any like really nice toys which we think can be used for another three four uh, years, or any other kids can use it. Uh, the second option is that we donate it to an NGO I'm I'm connected to. So we donate our uh, any toys which which are in a good condition um, that is uh, given there. third would be to recycle what happens is sometimes a toy is not recyclable depending on what it is uh, so there are these cement factories who uh, take certain kind of waste and plastic which they use to uh, generate energy so they use that instead of coal so then i send it for you know for that purpose so it, it technically doesn't end up in a landfill though the last option is like the comp- the very last option it's it's not a great solution but it's better than you know something going to the landfill yeah um so these are the ways i manage the waste 
cherish it and use it a lot more right uh, and i think we're probably the only ones again who take a body bag back home after eating at a restaurant not because we want to eat it the next day unlike a lot of us yeah. but because we want to give it right so i think uh, a lot of it comes uh, from from that culture aspect as well tell me pragya also i do believe that a lot of this starts at a very early age and we spoke of this right that when you're doing your clean ups or when we're imparting this sort of knowledge what if we started early if you have a literally device like a school curriculum of sorts for children to be more environment i would say friendly later but conscious first and and especially on waste segregation understanding what are you putting out there what would it include I would uh, I mean I think it's already started to a certain extent I see it starting in schools where people are talking about it, uh, more than what they used to earlier and it's it's come a integral part because I think children care and you know they voice their opinions having that said um uh I somewhere feel it's very important to focus on what other repercussions of these actions like what happens to the waste so it's important to explain that to the children that you know what if you dispose this in an incorrect manner it's there's going to be an animal who's going to eat it and that animal is going to fall really sick you know or you know if if we don't dispose it properly uh there there are trees being cut you know uh so so it's very important to just tell them in a very soft manner how it's impacting earth and you will notice that they are the first one to say i don't want it and i i don't want to hurt any animal i don't want earth to suffer i don't want any water body to suffer i enjoy going to the beach i it shouldn't be filled with plastic you know so you will notice it in them in a very early age because they're very smart and they're very sensitive so it's just about starting that narrative and then give them the tools on how to handle the situation like what can they do i think uh, i mean if if i i see it in my children i you don't really have to tell them anything or do much they are just so aware because of the way the system is set up and you can do that in any school very simply and i see they doing that especially in uh, my older one school where they actually talk to the children about how plastic is harmful if not used properly and they have started this whole culture of use what you have you know and i think that's a very important narrative to put down for children because see this is their foundation right up till the age of 6 i mean maximum 8 9 10 you you see the kind of person they are going to become later on and how their mindset is and how they think so if you can put these values down at a very early beginning of a child's life 
you will see they will automatically go in that direction they will automatically have that empathy and understanding and they themselves will you know not do it and they'll correct others and that's how you will break that chain because what has happened till now i somehow feel like our generation was never told we were never taught yeah and i think the the same situation with our parents you know they were in that uh they were in that generation where all these new items and consumerism were kind of starting off and taking over and that was the the way the companies operated at that point you know they had to market their products and they had to sell it and you know the narrative those companies put out in that time was that this is good for you this is great for you you know showing a different sort and 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 a more luxurious life and you know yeah. that's what you should aspire for which somewhat led to the fact that anything and everything that we had been doing in the past that was good for the environment kind of just you know it just kind of got uh, left behind so the moment you you change a child you change a family yeah absolutely so that's i mean that's something we are even doing in gondia right now that we are focusing on the school children you know we are bringing the awareness campaign uh, campaign to the children and uh, hoping that from there it will you know further get into the homes of people and you know so we're kind of like attacking them from everywhere whether it's from the you know from the the government side and the school and everywhere we're just like trying to figure out a way on how to get the message home without uh, being preachy or being difficult about it you know as always if you love this episode don't feel shy from sharing your favorite moments and key takeaways from this episode with a screenshot and tag us on instagram it's @nancy.saveri and @kidstoppress